On November 11th, join us for Benzinga's 7th Annual FinTech Awards. It's going to be a day full of networking, deal-making, and recognition of incredible achievements that you won't want to miss. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show. We've had some great teams already interviewed in past episodes. The teams behind Pixel Vault, Art Blocks, The Vogu Collective, Robotos, The Doge Pound, Oniforce, Crypto Dads, Dizzy Dragon, Supduck, and more. We've also done an NFT giveaway. Stay tuned for future NFT giveaways coming soon. We've got a great show today. Sneaky Vampire Syndicate joins us to talk about their project and what's ahead. This is The Roadmap. Hey guys, yeah, as you heard me say, The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show uh, airing Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern time. We've had some amazing interviews with some big teams and we have another one coming today. Let me bring on my co-host, Maz. Maz, it's been a long time, but it's great to see you, buddy. What's up, Chris? We're back, man. It's been forever. It's been forever. It has. No shows last week, but the big news, of course, we're expanding. We've got three shows this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so we've got some big interviews this week. And I mean, Maz, we, we've talked to some great teams, some projects with some big followings. And of course, today we have SVS on and, and they have a huge community, right? I mean, we're talking uh, 45,000 followers on Twitter, over 38,000 in their Discord, uh, you know, looking forward to, to SBS today as well. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their project. I know we talked about it. I, uh, we mentioned it before they minted out, um, you know, how big the project could be. So it's great to see it come along in the last couple of weeks or so. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited for this interview. I'm excited to be back. Let's get NFTs back and running, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this this is a big one to talk about. But yeah, we have seen NFTs pull back a little bit, which we'll get into later with our news and headlines. Also, I yeah. do see a comment in the chat from Randall about my mic. Thank you. I did just fix it. So uh, it should sound nice. better. I switched over to the right mic. So we should be good to go. Uh, before we bring on the team from SVS, I know, let's bring on the team. So joining us on the show today, we have Woof, the lead developer, and we have Mig, the artist behind SVS, and also an artist from Board Ape Yacht Club and Hall of Fame Ghost. Welcome to the show, guys. What's going on, thanks. sirs? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank um, you for having us. It's uh, It's great to be here. Of course. I mean, what a cool project. We've been talking about this one for a while. We talked about it with our Halloween NFT focus show once before. Um, we got vampires. Now we got bats. So we got a lot to get into and, of course, get into, you know, what's ahead, right? We're always looking forward to the roadmap. After all, it is the name of our show. But before we get into SVS, just wondering, you know, if uh, Wolf and Mig, if you guys can give us, you know, your history in the NFT space prior to this project, I'll start with you, Wolf. Well, personally, I, um, my introduction to, S to N NFTs, is, um, it's been a while, actually, but I've never made my own project. But I've been involved uh, in development of with like uh, software program and stuff like that for a decade now um crypto since 2014 but i uh, i've always had this interest in solidity and uh, decentralized programming because it's like this whole new whole new um, experience because you have to make sure everything's secure everything can be exploited stuff like that so yeah i've been um i've been buying nfts like like a while now just uh just messing around with them and uh Personally, I think it's more than just art. Um, I've also developed a ticketing system, for example, with NFTs. Um, so I think NFTs can be just more than art. And that's uh, something I really want to go for. Perfect. And Mig, you know, we know you as an artist for Board Ape Yacht Club and Hall of Fame GOAT. Can, can you tell us, you know, uh, what was your experience with NFTs before those projects? And then talk about creating the art for those uh, projects prior to SVS. Um, so prior to BC, I didn't even know what an NFT was. Um, I've been a freelance illustrator for most of my life. Uh, so almost 20 years now, but, um, yeah, I had no idea 
what an NFT was. I didn't know uh, anything about crypto. Uh, so it was only after um, Basey started really taking off that uh, I delved into it and um, started reading up on NFTs. And uh, yeah, it just, you know, uh, it kind of boggles the mind how quickly things uh, develop in the NFT space. And um, yeah, I guess uh, so creating the artwork, uh, it's uh, SVS is pretty much the first project I worked on, NFT project I worked on where I had most uh, the most control over what's being uh, presented. Um, I mean, the guys came up, uh, came to me with a list of traits and, uh, and they just, um, told me to do whatever I, you know, uh, just, uh, go wild. Uh, they really didn't, uh, want to, um, you know, just, uh, hold me back. They just wanted me to go crazy with my imagination and yeah, that's what I came up with, but with, uh, with Goat Lodge and um, Basey, I was under uh, more direction there. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. So, Woof, talk to us, you know, how did the idea of SVS come to be? And, you know, how were you able to bring a well-known artist like Mig onto the team? So, um, initially, the idea was to create an NFT. Uh, well, we didn't have the idea to create an NFT, but uh, the other team members are friends of mine for a couple of years already and one of them introduced me to me and like the whole group and then we because uh, we were thinking of making something crypto anyway like a project and we, we like building like everyone in my my friend group is like they they're they have already had jobs in different businesses different niches stuff like that like community management um of course development we have um, we have two developers and a ux designer like a full-blown team like we've known them for years already and then we got introduced to Mig. Um, of course, he's a great artist with a great track record. So we thought, oh, that that's a perfect combo with the team we have to create something, something special. And what Mig said that he had full control over the creative aspect. That's something we really wanted to keep because we didn't want to limit his creativity, for example. So, so that was one of our main key points to feel, to focus on to just give Mig every possibility he wants to, and then. He gave us like a couple of sketches in the beginning and we select the one we all like like the most and that's how we started basically perfect so meg i mean you touched on the the artwork a little bit and you know having more control versus prior projects you were on talk to us about you know the the inspiration the artwork here is this something that you know came to you immediately was it you know a trial and error process um how many different uh you know variations of the vampire did you come up with uh, I came up with about 12 different vampires that are presented to the team and uh, eventually settled on the one that you see now. But uh, the inspiration for it, uh, I guess um, Bruce Tim is a huge inspiration. Uh, he's, he's the guy who uh, created uh, the Batman animated series in the 90s. Um, so basically just a goofy looking vampire that you would, uh, that goes well with like a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, yeah, that's something goofy, not too, uh, serious and, uh, hopefully something that appeals to a lot of people. Love that. Um, so there was an SVS and 88 collab that launched on Monday for, you know, 888 holders and SVS holders. Can you guys tell us a little bit more about that? you know, how the project came to be. And I know there's like a staking or burning uh, mechanism behind it as well. Um, so yeah, 888 is, um, we've been uh, talking to him for a while and he's invested in our project. Uh, he also has a honorary, he's like a good friend of ours, you can say. Um, yeah, so the, the idea between the collaboration with 888 is that uh, we've dropped a uh, unique piece of art by Ming and it's basically, uh, the sort of vampire model we use for our uh, profile pictures, but then also with a little bit of 888 style with it. So he's like all about this magic stuff, like uh, like therapeutic stuff, like angels, like 888, stuff like that. And then we aired, we basically made it so you can claim one of these per SVS token you hold and 888 Genesis token. 
and then we added a gamifying aspect where you basically you can burn two of them to go to the next tier and then there's rewards for the seven and eight so um so that's the entire collaboration it's basically we bond two communities together this way because they have to work together to get the 128 love that and if you get the 128 what is the reward i think it's a one of one drawing if i'm correct or can you tell us a little more more about that yeah, so the rewards is you um you basically get whitelisted for next generation um also you get access for the first eight to the top tier i think it's that and then you get access to the eight day genesis group like his inner circle group where you get all his uh, collaborations like uh, you can get them for free and then also the one of one yeah I think, and did we have something else? Yeah, I think that was it. The one of one, uh, whitelist, and access to his gen uh, Genesis inner circle. Love that. Yeah, so I'm in the 888 uh, Discord, and I saw that a couple of people from the SVS, they collab, they joined forces to be able to get the 128. <laughs> so that's cool to see the community come together and, you know, do that. Yeah, definitely. That's something we want to do because community is one of our biggest uh, key points as well. Love that. So Halloween just uh, was over. So there was a contest derivative, right? So can you guys tell us a little bit more about some of your favorite derivative derivatives that you saw of the SVS uh, uh, drawings? Um, Meg, you picked those, right? Uh, yeah, I picked some of them. Uh, this one, cool. we really love this one. Uh, I mean, most of the um, most of the uh, competitions we've had have been just drawings, but this was special because it was a 3D uh, sculpture oh, wow. uh, by one of our community members. And we really love the effort that she took to bring this life. Look great. And the one to the left, uh, it just, I, uh, as an artist, I can see how much uh, time and effort he put into this. And yeah. he had so many references. He had, I think, about 20 movie references in the, in the actual picture so it had to be in there it had to be a winner for us yeah that one's sick look at that you got the little clown in the background that's awesome yeah. how does it feel to see you know a lot of you know the community drawing you know these pieces uh to you as an artist mix it's uh it's pretty mind-blowing sometimes uh to think that people are, are doing all these derivatives of uh, something I've created. Uh, it, it, you know, always puts a smile on my face, no matter how, how little effort went into it or how much effort, uh, I get a kick out of it for sure. That's awesome. Um, so we, I was looking and I saw that you can stake your vampires and then you get the blood token. Can you guys tell us a little bit more about blood token, the utility behind it and how it benefits the SVS community? Yeah, so the blood token will be um, purely used for utility, like it's a, it's in our ecosystem, right? So, um, for example, on our next generation, we're going to introduce a breeding aspect. Well, we, we kind of call it breeding as that's the process of putting two and two together and then getting something out of it, but it won't be exactly that. So blood will be heavily used there. Um, we'll have like an increasing cost whenever you breed with one which is already bred. So it will go up in like usage. And then we also plan to have more uh, in real life collaborations with blood. So you get access to that item in a physical item with blood. So we have we have one collaboration running right now, which is in progress. Uh, it takes a while to actually produce, but that's uh, we have partnered with um, one of the biggest uh, champagne creators or like most famous ones, like really good at it, stuff like that, like skilled. Um, and we'll we'll be giving access to that champagne through blood. So no that's one of the things we want to provide. Um, we're also looking to do like merge for like blood. You can get some merge for free if you just use the blood token to claim it, for example. That's awesome. So I can essentially exchange my blood token from staking to get wine or apparel in the future. Yeah, for example, yeah, we're, we're looking to do more uh, physical collaborations. We already have some stuff lined up, which will be in the later months. That's a Hopefully. great idea. I love that. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, one of the things that recently launched was you guys also did the bat. So we have Sneaky Bat. This was a free mint for anyone who owned SVS. Uh, Wolf, I'll start with you. You know, why was it important to do 
you know, a, a free mint here for holders of SVS? Well, I think you, we shouldn't charge any holder who has already bought an SVS or invested in the project. I think it's fair to do a free companion drop because that was on our roadmap always. And it's a great way to give everyone another rare or not so rare common piece of mixed art. And it's just fun to do, right, Ming? <laughs> oh, yeah. Tons of fun. <laughs> Mig, talk to us about the, the artwork here, right? So not only did you get to develop the vampire, but you also got to develop this bat. Um, walk us through the process here on, you know, this cool free companion drop. Um, I just wanted to create a, a sort of minion or sidekick for the vampire. Uh, yeah, I, I went through a few sketches to get it done, but uh, I already knew in my mind that it was going to be a, a very uh, like a mischievous kind of character. Um, yeah, similar to um, Dick Dastardly and uh, Muttley. You know, um, Muttley is this this kind of uh, he's a sidekick to uh, Dick Dastardly, but he's he's kind of mischievous on his own. He doesn't always obey, and he's got that constant laugh. And I wanted to bring that kind of uh, that kind of spirit uh, into the bat. So yeah, that's the the origin for it, I guess. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. The old Hanna-Barbera uh, cartoon reference exactly. there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember watching that as a kid, definitely. And my kids now are getting into that. So love the reference there. Um, you know, we got into the roadmap a little bit, right? With the staking of the blood token, you know, there's also a call for uh, Gen 2 breeding, uh, you know, a vampire hunt, a vampire meetup. Uh, you know, Wolf, uh, give us the background, you know, what can holders expect uh, as part of the roadmap, uh, any timeline updates on Gen 2 maybe for us as well? So, of course, we're doing the Gen 2 uh, Mint, which will be, I don't know, because of the current state of the market, we don't want to bring in their collection so fast. So we might look to delay that if needed. And then we'll just try and create as much value for the Genesis uh, collection, of course. So we're looking to do Gen 2, which will then come with breeding which will be after that because Meg has to draw the art. We have to settle on like what we're going to make as a result because we don't want to do uh, just a simple like baby vampire stuff like that. So if we want to do something cool, we can eventually do another, do something with which makes um, which makes for another grave roadmap item, for example. Um, so and then we're going to do Gen 2 companions as the same way as our Genesis companions. We're planning to do uh, in real life meetups once we're more established, like the Board Ape Yacht Club one. That was really cool to see that come into action. Um, and then we're going to do some, uh, of course, we're going to keep our community contest running, the art derivatives. It's cool to see every, what everyone does. And yeah, that's basically what we've planned right now. And we're obviously, there's always stuff going around which is not on the roadmap. So the champagne wasn't on the roadmap. We have the game in development, which was on the roadmap. And yeah, there's more to come. Meg, walk us through, you know, the the Gen two development process and, and what this means for for you as an artist to you know have to create more artwork, you know, a whole nother series here. Uh, well, I actually can't say much <laughs> just yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, right now, we're just formulating a lot of ideas, uh, gathering um, info on what traits we want to do. Uh, but um, yeah, once once uh, I get going, then perhaps there'll be more sneak peeks. But until then, I don't really want to say too much. I want to blow the surprise. That that's perfect. Yeah, we always try to get stuff out, but we understand if we can't. So uh, one of the things we we do like to ask, and this can always be a, a tough question, right? Because it's like uh, you know picking your your favorite kid is we talk about favorite traits, right? So uh, going to the vampires, you know, uh, Wolf, I'll start with you because uh, it, maybe it's easier for you than the artist himself. Uh, share with us, you know, what are some of your favorite traits for the SVS uh, series here? So I think my favorite, um, well, I have my own, sh well, I think the shadow skin is one of the coolest we've done. Uh, personally, even though it's not the most rare, 
Uh, and then I really like the hollow glasses and the laser eyes, but uh, this one doesn't have it now. Yeah, the hollow glass, that was one of the one of the things where we had to um, move our generation process entirely because they wouldn't um, export properly. So that, that, that I think that was like uh, two days before we uh, revealed or dropped the collection. Oh, nice. I oh, yeah. I, yep, those are cool. Those are dope, yeah. Perfect. And, and Meg, I mean, this. I don't know if this is a tough question for you. <laughs> I'm assuming it is. Uh, but any favorite traits to call out uh, for, for SDS here? Um, <clears throat> uh, I think uh, it's really hard to pick. I mean, those glasses that I did there, uh, those triangular glasses, uh, were from an anime called uh, Gruen Lagan. Um, and I really like the character who uses those glasses, and I love have, uh, being able to add that into SVS. Another cool one was that actually on, on the right there, the laser moth. Mm -hmm. um, so one of our guys, uh, 2D Vamp, came up <clears throat> with some of the traits, and one of them was a giant moth. And uh, so I added the giant moth. And then um, I thought, you know, why not give it lasers too? <laughs> and so I just <laughs> put it on there and it, and it works. Love that. Um, so one thing I wanted to touch on was community. So I kind of wanted to paraphrase this really quick about your guys' launch. So. When you guys launched, people were able to mint three vampires. Um, you know, you guys wanted to keep it as organic as possible and have the distribution spread as possible from the beginning. Um, so immediately after you mint, your unique holder percentage was around 52%, right? So we've seen the community, you know, it's, it's, it's very spread out. There's not just big whales that own the project. You know, there's over 45K on Twitter, over 30K on Discord. Uh, how do you manage the community and what do you love about the community the most? Um, well, we have a bunch of uh, people who are actually like active all day in our uh, Discord chat, which is amazing to see because people, they have genuinely like they started talking to each other in the DMs actually. So it's great to see people connect with each other. Nice. Um, community managed wise, we have a, a team of mods to keep the chat in like intact, like, but the, there's not really that much like need to moderate other than like in spamming, like invite links, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the the community we have right now is actually really great, and it's one of our main main success points. I think to have as engaging community. Absolutely. Uh, how active are both of you in the Discord? Well, personally, I've been really busy myself working on like everything around SVS, getting these partnerships and stuff. But uh, so I haven't been around this much in Discord lately. But I used to be very active. But Mig is around daily to talk to people and uh, joins these uh, voice chats every. We have a voice chat with um, with one of our community members who is really good at investing, for example, and play to earn games like strategies. And he does a talk every Tuesday to like talk about investment strategies and how helping people out. So that's, that's something really great, which just came from the community. And we really, uh, really like that because Love that. that's how the community is supposed to work. Like they build it, they build each other and like help each other. Yeah. Exactly. Um, if you'll notice in a lot of the, um, NFT projects in the in their Discord, <clears throat> uh, a lot of the time the artist doesn't really interact with the, the community members, you know. And I find that really weird, uh, and it could be a sign of a rug pull. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I I, I don't want to be a person that you can never contact, you can never interact with. I'm just this presence that's there. I just did the artwork, and that's it. I want to be a part of the community. I, don't lo I love joking around with the people there. I love hanging around, uh, listening to whatever they have to say. Um, and they're really the lifeblood of any project. Uh, it doesn't matter what we do. Uh, it doesn't matter how many collabs uh, we bring, uh, how, many, how much new utility we bring to the project. If you don't have a strong community, then uh, it's all for nothing. Exactly. I love hearing that, man, because I've been in a lot of discords where, you know, the team comes on just when they want to shill stuff to, to see you guys active day in and day out, embraces the community. And I know you do weekly AMAs, which is super important. You know, I've been in Cool Cats. They do it every week. And I see the community rile up from that. So I love to see that. Um, 
What do you guys think of the current Discord hacks? You know, are you guys taking any precautions towards that? You know, we've seen a lot of that in the last week or so. Oh yeah, uh, from day one we have um, we've locked our Discord down basically. So, but these hacks are, uh, I, I feel like they just uh, they bribe one of the uh, members with some special permission. So a lot of these discords, they forgot forget to like um, make it so mods cannot give people certain roles or announce in these um, general like admin channels, like announcements, for example, where it looks really official. Yeah. Um, and they also forget to disable the create webhook permission, which allows you to send a message through a webhook to these channels as well. So from day one, we've basically locked everything down except for the admin uh, admin members, and we've forced. Um, everyone with substantial permissions to enable 2FA. So that way, in case someone gets hacked by some sort of malware or keylogger, uh, unless they get bribed, but then they don't have any permissions, they can't do anything which will harm the community. Love to see it, man. Yeah, it's been crazy couple of weeks, man. I've seen so many discords get hacked. It's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, these uh, people are getting really sophisticated with the way they work. Uh, we actually, well, some people actually <laughs> attempted the same thing on me. Uh, oh, first wow. by uh, getting me banned from the Basie Discord. Uh, and then uh, they're going to pretend that they're staff from the uh, Basie Discord and attempt to fix the situation. And uh, they'll try to get you to go either click on something or... Uh, go on a video call and uh, once you click on the video, you know, that's when you start getting fished or hacked, whatever. Uh, so just a reminder for everyone to stay vigilant and not click on anything. Uh, always use a hardware wallet. Uh, yeah, just be cautious. Yeah. Be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> definitely great warning out there from you guys it, it looks like people calling out uh freddy uh xxxl in the chat um so i'm guessing that's a, a member of the discord as well there uh want to talk a little uh broadly here um you know you mentioned maybe delaying a gen 2 depending on the state of the market uh talk to us a little bit you know where do you see the nft market headed right we saw a huge demand we, we saw this big wave and now we're starting to see a little bit of a pullback as, you know, the Ethereum price goes up and the sheer volume of NFT projects increases. So, uh, Wolf, I'll, I'll start with you. Just overall thoughts on the, the NFT market. So I think, um, yeah, of course, what you've noted, the, the Ethereum price going up has like severely affected like the volume traded in NFTs as well. Because uh, if you look at the gas, like constant, it's, I, I, I haven't seen it drop under 100 guay in the past week, past two weeks, yeah. maybe. So it's it really, you lose so much value by just purchasing NFT right now from the like total price. So it has massively like dropped the volume of sales as well. And people are trying to get out, of course, because they want to ride the, the 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 wave of the price increase because they think, oh, ETH is going to, let's say, like 10 grand. So they're trying to get out and then that drops the floor price of maybe like, I, I think I've seen every project go down so far. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think you know, the current state of the market, yeah, we're probably going to see some more downside if Ethereum keeps going and Bitcoin, of course. But I think eventually it will settle down and people will uh, reinvest their money in, in NFTs. Because right now, a lot of like good projects are like on a discount. Definitely. And, and Meg, any thoughts on the overall NFT market here? Uh, every, every project's floor has taken a battering. Uh, yeah, like we've said, uh, crypto is pumping right now. So uh nfts are down but uh what what you'll see is um the the teams that are really dedicated to uh delivering on their roadmap and just continuing to push forward those are the the projects that will outlast everything uh there's a lot of projects that come out every day and it's sad to say but uh you know, 95, 98% of them aren't going to make it. That's just the way it is. Uh, you need a good, strong team to uh, 
to just weather the storm and keep going. And that's what we're going to do. Perfect. And, you know, uh, on that note, you know, you mentioned that there are some projects, you know, trading at a discount and, and some that, you know, maybe you're fans of. So we always like to ask, you know, towards the end of the interview, are there any, you know, NFTs that you own that you want to call out or projects that, you know, you really like? Uh, I'll start with you, Woof. Um, you know, what NFT projects outside of SVS for you? Um, I don't really own that many other NFTs personally, but the one I really like is Kinesis Art. It's one of these generative, uh, well, like programmed um, art. So it's like, um, I think it's like art block, but it's a little different because they're all animated and stuff. And another one is Eponym. It's, uh, you, I don't know if you heard about that one. It was this um, project where you put in any warn, for example, and, and then AI generates an image. I think they used Google like images, like the 10 search results and then merge them together by the AI. And the results of them are pretty crazy. So that, oh. that that's the two NFT projects I am, uh, I have some of, and I look forward to seeing what they can do. Awesome. And then Mig, you know, as an artist, you mentioned you, you weren't into NFTs prior to, you know, doing the artwork. Uh, now that you're, you're fully into the space, you know, are there other projects that you uh, collect or anything you'd like to call out in terms of artwork here? Um, hmm. I actually still don't collect many NFTs. I only had uh, three NFTs that I've purchased and um this week i i gave them away because uh the sheer amount of people getting hacked and scammed uh really annoyed me so uh i gave them away to uh people from our community just because why not you know uh they lost everything they hopefully this little token will help get them back on their feet uh so I don't have any uh, I don't have any NFTs right now, but uh, and I don't really pay too much attention to other projects. I, I like to pay attention to the mistakes of other projects, so we know what not to do. But uh, if I were to name drop, uh, I'd say I really like Dead Fellas. I'm I'm enjoying the artwork there. Um, yeah. So that's something that, that, yeah, gets awesome. my attention. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, not everyone, you know, collects all of them. Uh, you're a pretty busy guy, Meg, so we understand it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't collect any. I don't even own any vamps. I don't have any bases. I don't have any goats. Uh, and my reasoning for that is um, if I were to own a vampire, for example, that would uh, effectively take away... Uh, one person away from the community and I'd, I'd rather have a, an active member of the community rather than owning a vamp myself and uh, there's so many great people in the community that uh, you know who knows maybe that one person who joined the community because of uh, uh, me not owning a vampire turns out to be uh, a celeb or someone who's really helpful to everyone or yeah, just the overall good person. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, Maz, I think we've got some uh, questions here um, from the chat and some followers of Benzinga. So I'll let you uh, take it away here. Absolutely. First of all, Mig, you are the people's champ, man. That is awesome. Uh, we have a question from Scott here. He's asking, so what are the steps that you guys would recommend to a new project to secure their Discord? Um, so first of all, make sure, like, except you, like the admin role has permissions to access announcements, stuff like that. So most of the Discord hacks, someone will go to a moderator, at, uh, give them like 10 grand to get access to their account, maybe, or get some permissions to post in those channels. And they'll add everyone with, um, with a fake site to mint that project again, for example. So. That's recently what's been going on in a lot of these discords and a lot of people are falling for that. So make sure nobody has access to any like substantial official channel to post in there, except like maybe the team or like you only as the owner of the discord and make sure moderators don't have access to create webhooks or manage roles. So that that's one of the, like the most steps you can take. 
and eventually when you're big enough you if you apply to discord as a discord official partner it will force everyone to 2fa um so that that's another great uh, step you can take eventually love that do you guys think some projects are taking bribes considering how frequent these are happening or is it just the same thing over and over that people are falling for well it seems to be the same person i've been following this uh, person on twitter um let me find his name so he's uh yeah his name is nft herder and he posts these mm -hmm. threads on uh, these discord hacks and it seems to be the same person every time who's been pulling off these hacks recently in this discord so so either they're falling for the same bribe like the moderators or or they're being hacked so by the same like maybe a piece of malware they click like a link i don't know what the attack fact uh, vector is here yeah so Interesting. yeah and it's really a bad situation for the project as well because um, the the you you lose so much trust in the in the team if they if people lose money to you to like a scam like that if you don't like take time to properly secure the Discord as well. Exactly. And Migs, you said that you gave some NFTs away to some of the SVS community. Did some of them get hacked through other projects they were in? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't really know the full details of what happened. Uh, I just, uh, I just felt really bad for them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I just want to do a little something. You know, I don't have much. I'll just give them something to uh, get them back on their feet. Yeah, amazing. All right, let's see, Chris. I think is there more questions from the chat here? Yeah. So we've got this question from uh, D Bone in the chat. Uh, what are some of the other pop culture Easter eggs we can find in the SVS bats? Um, usually I like to encourage people to just look at the artwork and uh, discover for themselves. Yeah, I mean, uh, when it comes to Easter eggs, sometimes you, you can't <laughs> give everything away. So yeah. uh, maybe, maybe you can share maybe one I'll thing to one. look for. Uh, one of my favorite traits from the bats was creating uh, um, a Walkman uh, that uh, if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord has a Walkman uh, that it's super ancient. And I wanted I wanted something like that. Uh, to be kind of a successor trait to the headphones that we have for the vampires. So I I created a Walkman pretty much in inspired from Star-Lord's uh, Walkman. But I, uh, I couldn't use, uh, we might get DMCA'd by Sony or something. So I couldn't use the exact name. I, I changed it to SVS Walk, uh, Wingman instead. Perfect. Well, well, thanks for sharing that, D-Bone. There's your answer. You, you might have to look for the rest, but look for that Walkman. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have another question here from Scott who wants to know, uh, for new people coming into the NFT space as investors or collectors, what's the best way for them to uh, do research and find quality projects versus avoiding scams or quick cash grabs? Um, so there's a couple of red flags, obviously. So first of all, if I were to invest in a project, I would look at maybe like um, like any of their like team members to see if they're well established, of course. Um, so and maybe look at their website, maybe. So a lot of these ex like scams recently, um, they um, they tend to just mint and then run off, for example. So it's really hard in the NFT space. It's not as simple as like a like a, like checking a crypto rug pool. So for in an NFT space, a lot of people jump, try to jump on the hype because it's this one-time event where you can buy in this NFT like at a really low price. So a lot of people tend to not do like their research because the event is going to happen anyway and there's so many people getting in. They're trying to flip it. Um, but the thing is with NFT project, you're only going to see whether it's a rug pool, like most definitely. Or like in the future because it's whether they're gonna work on the project in the future or not so it's it's, it's a bit, bit harder to do here than in a normal token for example a yeah. token you're buying to yeah yeah and of course selling it is gonna selling it's yeah. gonna be harder because you can't just go to uniswap and sell it there but you have to actually find a buyer exactly. so that's that's another factor you can look at mm -hmm. yeah and i've seen projects they sell out 
And then these devs, they go to another project and they launch it and another one and they repeat the cycle and they just sell out and just kind of leave the community, sell out, leave the community. So it's interesting to see, hopefully we start taking more, you know, doing more research before just jumping onto the hype, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's the Wild West out here. And yeah, uh, it, yeah I think what we've said is um, you should really um, do some research on the team. I mean, that's exactly what I did before I joined uh, uh, the team. Um, so before joining SVS, I was I was screening a lot of uh, proposals to me, and uh, a lot of people wanted me to join their project. And I, uh, one of the deciding factors of joining SVS was uh, choosing the right team who had. Uh, who were well established, uh, who had a good uh, Twitter presence, and um, just the team that could get the job done. And I chose correctly. And uh, yeah, so always uh, do a bit of research on on the team members. And um, but other than that, uh, yeah, just always always be cautious. Perfect. Well, guys, you know, thanks so much for for sharing insights into SVS, what's to come, and also, you know, just the advice for NFT uh, people out there, right? That's something we really wanted to do with this show was bring the interviews to talk about big projects, but also, you know, provide that education segment for people maybe new to the NFT space. And I definitely think we we shared some education today via you guys in, in terms of what to look for in projects and also, you know, managing a Discord. So shout out to both of you for that. But, you know, we look forward to following this progress. You know, it's far from over. Gen 2 coming. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. I'm really excited to, to see what that looks like. So Wolf and Mig, thank you so much for, you know, taking time out of your busy schedules and joining us today. Thanks, guys. It's uh, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and um, just uh, share our knowledge on everything we know about crypto and uh, NFTs. And uh, yeah, just uh, stay vigilant out there. It's the Wild West. So keep that in mind. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We appreciate you and the SVS community. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and we, we will love to have you guys back when, you know, it gets closer to the, the next event. So uh, thank you both. Yeah, definitely. We'll be back, I think. Yeah. yeah awesome. Nice. Awesome. Right, see well, you out there, guys. Shout Bye-bye. out to, to Meg and to Wolf for joining us today on the show. And also shout out to the SVS community showing up in full force, Maz, in the chat. Some great questions there. Um, you know, the question from Debo and, of course, about the Easter egg. Um, you know, traits. I, I love that. Loved hearing about the, the Guardians of the Galaxy reference there. Um, you know, I, I loved hearing about the artwork, um, right? So the inspiration, uh, you know, from some different cartoons. So the, this was a fun interview and an exciting project uh, with a lot to come, Maz. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's great to see these authentic projects that are really here for the community and not just trying to, you know, cash grab everything. You can see it in the way they, you know, represent themselves and Mig, the artist who doesn't own any NFTs, who'd rather, you know, give his SVS to someone else that can be a part of the community. Um, really great guys, really great community. I'm excited for them and I cannot wait to see the progression over the next couple months, years. Definitely. I can't even get all these comments up on the screen because they're coming <laughs> in fast. Um, only fangs, baby. Only fangs. Also, we got a call out here, Maz, that we should come join one of the AMAs. So uh, we might have to uh, try to set that up with SVS. So Let's Maz, uh, another great interview here. We got more great interviews coming up this week. Before we leave today, Um, let's get into some news and headlines, right? We didn't do a show last week, so we got a full week, but also we saw, you know, the NFT market, uh, trading a little bit slower, right? So, uh, we, we still have some big news out there though, but the thing we always like to start with, right, is the top 10 weekly sales volume leaders. So I do this article for Benzinga every Sunday, and it's based on data from Crypto Slam, which tracks NFT sales volume. So no surprise, Maz. I, I know you're not going to be surprised by this one. Number one in sales volume last week, Axie Infinity, $113.2 million in sales volume. And then followed by CryptoPunks, Board Ape Yacht Club, 
And, and then a couple of projects on the Wax blockchain, which actually was a surprise, Farming Tales and Farming World, then followed by Art Blocks. We, of course, had, you know, uh, Snowfro from Art Blocks on the show two weeks ago. And then uh, the one I want to talk about here, though, eighth place last week, up 125% in sales volume, uh, Shiboshis, right? This was the project that launched using Doge Killer, um, also known as Leash, which is the second coin in the Shiba ecosystem, which we've seen, you know, SHIB, the coin absolutely ripping. So this was a 10,000 NFT project. It had a sliding scale for the, for the pricing, Maz. I don't know if you saw that. The first 3,000 for 0.1 ETH, the next 5,000 for 0.2, and the last 2,000 for 0.3. And, and if you owned Leash, you got early access to this. It, it sold out pretty fast. We saw high gas fees. But this was in mid-October, and now the floor price on this project has has ripped. I mean, when I wrote about it, it was 1.7. Then I did an article, it was 1.9. And when I look today, 2.25 ETH floor now on Shiboshis. Um, And the top sales, we had 250 ETH sales. Um, If we can get those up on screen, the Batman and the Iron Man based Shiboshi. (laughs) There it is right there, Maz. Uh, That's pretty cool. did you know this project, Maz? And what do you think about uh, Shiboshi's here? You think because it's the first really one tied to, um, you know, the the Shib coin that it's getting all this attention all of a sudden? You know, it's funny. I heard it. I didn't really look into it till right now. These are pretty cool. And I do like the connection to the Shiba coin. Um, yeah, I mean, it's holding its price fairly well. And as far as art goes, those are they're pretty cute. They fit that PFP style that's trending right now. Um, I like them. Yeah, I, I mean, this should have been one where I think everyone could have predicted, right? As SHIB gets hot, it looks like this NFT project is going to follow along. So it's definitely on my watch list uh, based on the, the strong community behind the coin. Absolutely. You know, so speaking of community, NFT Fest, you know, is starting this week or this weekend. It's been going on. So I don't know if you guys saw the Board Ape Yacht Club. They had an actual yacht. And, you know, the party looked really awesome. You know, people were partying on the yacht. It's great to see the community come together. Um, there's a couple of videos and pictures on Twitter. And, man, I have FOMO from it. It just it just looks like a great time. It, it does. It looks like a full-on party, right? And, and I really yeah. liked, you know, I, I had some big FOMO, Maz, uh, you know, not being able to be there. And we, we saw it not just Bored Apes, right, but a bunch of different NFT projects, you know, just really rallying around this this event, right? Bringing your community together, yeah. bringing your teams there to meet your community. And, and then, yeah, I mean, who could forget the the party on the yacht, right? Board Ape Yacht Club, a full-on party on the yacht. Also, I saw some uh, billboards, right? We always talk about, you know, the, the Times Square billboards, right? That cost a lot yeah. of money, but get a ton of eyeballs on them. We saw some NFTs featured on those billboards, um, I know our friends from Roboto's were mm-hmm. actually on those billboards uh, throughout the event. And, and I know that they traveled to New York as well. So uh, there, there it is yeah, right there, there on is. the billboard. Uh, shout out to the Roboto's team. You know, I wonder if this starts scaling up to like a Comic-Con style, you know, as the years go by. You know, people come with their communities. They represent, you know, the Bored Apes, Roboto's, Cool Cats. And it's just a cool time meeting people in real life when we just talk digitally every day. So I love seeing it. Yeah, I think definitely a trend to watch. The The big question is, you know, will it be, you know, annual events, you know, for NFTs altogether? Will it be for one event at a time? Yeah. Will we see some regional events as well, right? That's something yeah. with Comic-Cons is you kind of see them spread out throughout the country. You know, are the big cities like New York, uh, you know, big meeting places like Las Vegas, are those going to be the places, you know, to host these events? But exciting times uh, for for meetups. And and speaking of Board Ape Yacht Club, Maz, I I don't know if you saw this, but, you you know, the cover of Rolling Stone, right? We, We talked recently about Cool Cats getting a collaboration with Time Magazine. Now you have Board Ape Yacht Club. On the cover of Rolling Stone, I mean, and a that. full uh, featured article inside the magazine talking about this. If if you're out there and you didn't think NFTs were mainstream yet, I mean, if you're a musician, you always dream about being on the cover of Rolling Stone. <laughs> and, and here you have now an NFT on it. 
What do you think, Maz? This is a sweet looking cover. Dude, I mean, it looks awesome. Straight up. The Board Ape Yacht Club, they're like the rock stars of the NFT world. And this, you know, Rolling Stone cover kind of uh, embraces that. I thought it was really cool. Love the cover. Um, I love seeing more people, you know, buy apes. I saw a couple of rappers, you know, they made it their profile picture. Um, so again, we see more and more celebs start, you know, buying these profile pictures and making it, you know, their identity. I think it's great. Definitely. So speaking of, you know, we talked a little bit earlier with the SVS team, Discord hacks. You know, there's been a lot of Discord hacks, and I think we should talk about, you know, what to avoid, you know, when these projects do get hacked by, you know, however they're getting hacked, you know, what's happening is they're posting a link and people are minting through a fake website and just sending them ETH and they're just rug pulling. So, you know, what are what are the best tips that we can recommend, Chris, for people watching to avoid, you know, these these scams that are happening consistently now? Yeah, I mean, I really loved hearing from the SVS team, right, talking about, you know, the the Discord safety. And, and I think the biggest thing, anyone who's been in Discord for a while, you, you see the sheer volume of messages that you get sometimes, right? And a lot of them are invite link spam, right, where yeah. people need, you know, a certain number of invites to get on the whitelist of a project. Um, you know, those aren't necessarily a, a you know, a hacker, Right. It's someone, you know, most likely trying to get you to join a discord. But also remember that those links are, are coming from someone you've never met. Um, so I would always caution that, you know, I would try to join a discord, find a community and you can talk about upcoming projects there. And, and yeah. you know, it's a lot safer rather than just clicking on links from people. Then the other big thing, you know, as uh, Megan Wolf said, right, is that most of these projects, their announcement channel, right, is the one that's locked just to the admin and, and pay attention to that, right? They're going to update and they're going to say, hey, this is our mint date, right? This is when we're going to mint. If all of a sudden, you know, you're getting messages saying, hey, minting is live and it's three days before the project's supposed to mint, that should yeah. be an immediate red flag, right? Unless if it was announced and, and you really know that that's true, it, it's not a stealth drop, right? This is someone yeah. looking for you to connect your wallet to that site. And, you know, unfortunately you could be a victim in, in this way. So I, I would yeah. stay away from the messages you get in discord and, and make sure you're following and know that it is the admins posting in announcement channels um, to stay safe. Absolutely. You know, and they try to get you to mint emotionally, right? They create this sort of FOMO of mint now, you know, stealth drop, you know, get right away. So you don't really think about it twice. And I've realized that now, especially since the market's been slower, is we should take our time when we mint. We shouldn't just rush into things just because, you know, you get the sense of FOMO. It's okay to miss things, you know, especially considering the environment we're in, where, you know, there's so many scams going on on a day-to-day -day basis. Take your time, do your research. You know, there's always opportunities out there. Don't ever feel like you're missing out because we've seen people lose you know, a substantial amount of ETH coming into the NFT world. And imagine if they're new, they're more susceptible to it and they may just have a bad experience and not come back, you know, so. Yeah, and that's yeah. the unfortunate part, Maz. You you hit it right on the, the on the head there at the end, right? Is the most likely victims of this are the newer people. And with mm -hmm. that being said, it could mean two things. Either A, they probably don't have a ton of liquidity, right? So if they yeah. mint out on one of these fake projects, they might not have money left to get into other projects. And then on the flip mm -hmm. side, it also may turn them away from NFTs completely, right? I mean, if I got hacked, if I was victim, I mean, I might just not want to pay attention to NFTs anymore, right? Because it's, exactly. uh, you know, an unsafe market. So it, it's important. And that's why we try to educate people on the show. Um, so great insights, you know, from us in the education, but also you heard it directly from a team today, right? So yeah. great segment there. Um, Maz, I want to talk a little bit about some of the major brands, right? So we just mentioned, you know, Rolling Stone, of course, having an NFT on their cover. But aside from that, we're seeing major brands actually launch NFTs now. And this is something that we thought was coming, you know, for months, right? Some of these big media companies monetizing their intellectual property. So Disney um, announced a collaboration with Vive, right? They're going to launch NFTs from Star Wars. Pixar, Marvel, and Disney characters, um, you know, yeah. on that leading mobile platform. We have Hasbro is launching Power Ranger NFTs, right? Uh, capitalizing on that brand that they own. 
Mattel, which owns Hot Wheels, they're launching Hot Wheels NFTs, right? Similar to Funko, where you collect the digital, um, you know, the NFTs. And if you get a certain rarity, you actually get the physical version of the Hot Wheel as well, which is what Funko did, right? If you got the Chase version, you get mailed a physical Funko that you can only get from the NFT collection. And then, Maz, we got news this week that one of the largest companies, most well-known brands in the world, right? McDonald's. McDonald's is getting into the <laughs> NFT game. There it is. The McRib NFT. And, and these are limited. You can't just go and buy these. They started a sweepstakes um, today through November 7th, where you can enter and only 10 people will be awarded this NFT. I'm going to go ahead and drop the article I wrote on this in the chat. So if you're interested, um, you can see how you can possibly, uh, you know, win one of those NFTs also on screen. You can see right now the rules and how to enter. But Maz, those are some big names, right? Disney, Mattel, Hasbro, and now McDonald's. I mean, it looks like we are going to make it, right? Absolutely. I love seeing it. And I definitely retweeted that post and shout out McDonald's. You know, if we win, I already told Art Chick, I'm taking her out to get McGribs. So that's, hopefully, <laughs> there you, uh, hopefully there you we go. win. <laughs> there you go. There's the clout right there with the McRib NFT. Think, <laughs> think of all that you can do with that. I, I love that. <laughs> exactly. Um, so moving on, Chris, I don't know if you saw last week, there was a huge sale for a CryptoPunk. Um, there was a CryptoPunk that was purchased for $530 million last Thursday night. So this broke headlines on Twitter, right? So we saw that. Everyone was like, whoa, freaking out. But Crypto Twitter was quick to point out that the sale was from an authentic CryptoPunk 9998. Uh, so yeah, they, they kind of pointed out that it was they sold it to themselves. They were able to get a loan. Uh, they paid it back right after the sale. And it just kind of created and made headlines. And it created this new all-time high price for the CryptoPunk. Uh, what do we think about that? Yeah, I mean, th this I think is the unfortunate side of NFTs, right? And, you know, we see it in crypto, we see it in NFTs where there's always going to be talks about, you know, regulation. And I, I don't love seeing this because I think it draws more attention to possibly getting regulation involved, which is one of the things that's been nice about, you know, NFTs, you know, being able to, to operate on their own. But I, I mean, a huge red flag, right? That this was a record price of over 124,000 Ethereum. Yeah. When the previous record for CryptoPunks was 4,200 Ethereum. I mean, that's a huge jump. We've, yeah. we've seen some records this year, but not of this level. Um, but on the flip side, we did see CryptoPunks trending on Twitter. So we did get yeah. some attention to NFTs, but I think unfortunately it was the wrong kind of attention. Um, I just I, I didn't love this uh, headline and news because, again, I think it's a, a bigger negative for the space than I would have liked to see. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw a couple you know, people on YouTube that I don't normally talk about NFTs bring this up and, you know, they don't understand NFTs. And what they were saying is just kind of looks it's a bad look, you know, from someone on the outside looking in. I see it as a publicity stunt. They wanted people to talk about their specific punk. Um, but, yeah, it's not a great look overall, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, and then I actually see a comment here uh, on that note from uh, Teals Peels in the chat. I did actually see this headline as well, Maz, that there was a punk listed for 4.4 ETH um, on mm. a most likely fat finger. Um, but that is another topic, too. We saw this with Board Ape, where there was one sold for a significantly low price. And the question is, you know, is it a fat finger or is it a possible tax wash Damn. sale? So... There's kind of this debate going on. What what do you think of the lo low prices here? Is that a fat finger or is it a uh, tax uh, benefit here? Man, it's just it's hard to say, but I can see the benefits of it. You know, from a tax perspective, you know, you accidentally fat finger and someone else buys it. You know, we don't know who that someone else is. That's where the mystery lies. Um, I would hate it for it to be a fat finger because that would really hurt. Um, I'm not sure, but <laughs> both suck. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And then, Maz, uh, another interesting topic, and we could probably go on this one for a long time, too. But just uh, for anyone out there who doesn't know, 
we saw the floor price of an NFT project uh, get pretty much wiped out over the last 24 to 48 hours. And that is Jungle Freaks. Mm -hmm. So this was a highly anticipated project. And one of the big reasons that people were drawn into this was that uh, a former artist for Hustler was behind the artwork for this project. And we also saw a lot of, uh, you know, celebrities and NFT, you know, influencers, let's say, right, rally behind this project before the mint. So the floor price went up a ton. Last night, it actually hit 0.15. It looks like it's recovered a little bit to 0.3 now. But the reason was because decades ago, the artist uh, who's attached to this project, uh, George Treesley, uh, he drew some rather, um, let's call them racist cartoons, right? And I don't want to get into the debate of, you know, what makes a racist cartoon, but the, the debate I wanted to get into is, you know, how much influence one person can have on a project. Um, you mentioned it a little bit during the interview, Maz, you know, when developers leap from one project to the next, what it can do to a floor price and the community, right? Well, what about something like this, where now there is just a negative cloud over this project? Can it recover or can one person, you know, ultimately just, just doom an NFT? You know, it's, I think we still see volatility in this project. We'll see some highs and lows because there's just so much money to be made. And, you know, people can skew the, 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 the narrative, however it benefits them monetarily. Right. So I'm sure people holding this project are trying their best to, you know, damage control it. As soon as they sell, they may switch sides. But I will say that I don't, you know, anything that's, you know, racist towards anything should be, it's something I don't mess with. So I personally will not, you know, touch that. But I do see, think people will still uh, take the opportunity to buy and sell this project. Yeah, that's that's a great point, right? And it turns into a, a moral one for, you know, yeah, some people. I, I, I'm with you, right? Where I just kind of want to distance myself from this project. I was never in it. Um, but, you know, here in the stock market world, we talk about buying the dip, right? And that's a term that passed on to cryptocurrency and now NFTs. And you could have bought the dip yesterday. But again, I just don't know if this project is going to have lasting power now with this negativity. And and yeah. a lot of the NFT influencers that, you know, were involved with this project, they've also distanced themselves, which, you know, isn't a great look. So uh, yeah. um, we, we wish the best for teams. But, you know, I just don't know if this one is going to have a as bright of a future as originally predicted. Exactly. You know, and the big thing with crypto and NFTs decentralized and, you know, kind of against cancel culture, you know, I do think that we can all make the decision whether we agree with it or not. I personally don't. I won't buy the project. I won't talk about the project. But, you know, people are still free to do what they want. So we will see what happens. But yeah, it's unfortunate. Always do your research is what I'll say. You know, you can figure it because I'm sure if you Google the artists, you know, how quick was it to find that? You know, so people may have not looked because, again, monetarily incentivized i'm not sure but always do your research um in other news though chris ethereum hit an all-time high today man it just keeps on pushing gas keeps going high oh man what is going on yeah i mean we we talked about this weeks ago right how ethereum hitting all-time highs great for anyone who's invested in ethereum bad for the nft market right And, and you heard Wolf and Meg talk about that too, right? How when the price of Ethereum goes up, you know, it, it impacts the prices of NFTs, right? Because the majority yeah. of them are based in ETH. Uh, I think until a pullback happens in ETH, I think we're just going to kind of see this current NFT cycle happening, right? Where people don't necessarily want to mint new projects and sacrifice their ETH when ETH could be headed to 5,000 sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Maz? You know, uh, how close are we to 5,000, you know, and what does a pullback possibly mean for, for NFTs? You know, for me personally, ETH is ETH for me still, you know, unless I plan to take profits, ETH, one ETH is one ETH. What I think the biggest problem is, is the gas, right? The problem with the gas is that anytime you try to mint something, buy something, sell something, 
you're paying this enormous amount that's not going to the dev, that's not going to the team. It's just, you know, being paid in gas fees. And I think that's been such a big disruptor in the NFT market so far. I mean, we've seen gas stay at over 100 for the last week and a half or so. Um, but I do hope that ETH does stabilize. And again, we're seeing what's happening. You know, we've never really been in the situation before. Hopefully ETH stabilizes, gas comes down a bit. Um, and then we can start seeing the real, you know, market demand for NFTs again. Uh, when when ETH2, man, we've been hearing about this for a while. For a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. When is it actually going to happen? And, you know, with that being said, in the high gas prices, Maz, I, I think that's something where, again, some of these other coins and platforms, like if they could really launch a great project that can, you know, eliminate gas fees or lower them, now's the time to, yeah. to take Ethereum head on because I think you could win some fans. Um, you know, I prefer the ETH-based NFTs because that's where I've always been. But I know some of these other platforms, you know, have lower gas fees. Um, but man, ga gas is brutal out there. It is, man. I do hope that we see ETH too sometime. I mean, in the next hopefully year. Um, but ETH is the place to be. You know, the reason we're all still here in the ETH world and it's the dominant factor, it's because it's the place to be. It's where the top artists, top projects are. Um so hopefully we do find a solution for this. But congratulations to anybody holding Ethereum for the last. I mean, I remember it was $600 last year, you know, about a year ago. So congratulations. It's a great time to be in the crypto space. Great time to be in the NFT space. Uh, I'm excited for 2022. Definitely. Well, Maz, I, I love our community and our fans out here. I, I don't know if you saw this uh, this comment here. Um, I'll just throw that up there on the screen again, not to start a debate about McDonald's, but a shout out to Hex in the chat for that great comment on the McRib NFT. Well, Maz, that's going to do it for today's show. And as I said, we, we've got some great interviews lined up and we actually welcome back tomorrow. And we're back. A, a team go. that we've had on before. And I know there's some loyal fans out there. Maz, who's going to be on the roadmap tomorrow? Tomorrow. That's a great point. I'm actually not sure. I haven't checked yet. Who is going to be on? So we are welcoming back Crypto Dad. Nice. Right? So the dad team, we, we saw moms, right? The free mint of moms. So we'll be able to talk about moms and also what's ahead on the roadmap. So uh, a very exciting one. Looking forward to this one. I own a couple dads and a couple moms still. Um, so I'm excited. Um, but I know we will have a, a lively chat like we did before, right? Oh, yeah. One of the best communities from the get-go. Um, I'm curious to hear their perspective now that we've been in somewhat of a bearish market for the last couple of weeks. So let's do it. Awesome. Well, guys, that is going to do it for us today again. We had the team from SVS on. Shout out to Mig and Woof for joining us on the show. Great insight into their project. The artwork, I mean, one of the most well-known artists in the NFT space now in MIG. Um, we also got to hear their thoughts on the NFT market overall, right? And Discord yeah. safety. I thought that was very, very important. We don't always get that behind the scenes from the teams. So shout out to them and shout out to all of you in the chat. Or if you are listening, this is also available on podcast. Um, so shout out to anyone or, you know, listening to this. As a podcast, if you are, you know, let us know. You can reach out at Benzinga, um, and, and we would love to hear from you if you are loving the podcast. But that is going to do it for us. We will be back 2 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. And as I said, Crypto Dads back on the show. Uh, thanks, everyone, and have a great rest of your day. See you guys tomorrow. Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you.